Don't look under the internet. Hello. What? If Mike is short for Michael, is bike short for Michael? Yeah, Welcome to Don't Look Under the Internet, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you got Jason over there. Hello. You got Doug over there. Yeah. And then you got me in the center of the ring, Fucking brother. Hell. It's me, Randy Savage. See, I, 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 I kind of went into like where... Christopher Walken territory. You did. It's me, Randy Savage. I really thought he was going to go with Hulk Hogan because of that sex story. I wanted to. Earlier. I think that's where this all came from. I though. wanted to, but I couldn't tell you what Hulk Hogan sounds like without going into a Randy Savage that's impression. Fa- that's fair. At least I, I mean, you know who you are. They're yes. pretty much the same. I forgot about these. TMZ's got the scoop. <sighs> There was a 98-year-old woman who has stage 6 cancer. It's new. Never heard of before. (laughs) So she's already dead. The woman or the cancer? Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, she is on her deathbed, and she's a very rich woman, apparently, and she's on her deathbed, you see. So she has paid $400 million to Jonah Hill. Now she knows she's about to die, but her last wish was I hate to have you, sex. I hate with you Jonah so Hill. much. I hate you so much. When asked why she wants to have sex with Jonah Hill, she responded, "It's a good hill to die on." I fucking hate you so much. I knew that was coming as soon as you said Jonah Hill. <laughs> so did she. God damn it! <laughs> Welcome everybody zing, zing. to another fantastic episode of Don't Look Under the Internet. Uh, we are. Happily back in our fucking normal content. Deludy housekeeping. And we're done with that. So yeah. oh, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> what, what do you got for we us? We have a new patron. Ooh. And boy, is he a fun one. Yes. <laughs> He's left us uh, we so got, many voicemails. We got our boy. They, sorry, they have left us that's, so that's many voicemails. We got, we got Ripjaw. Nope. You, you tried. Ripclaw. Nope. You're, you're <laughs> so close. Rip. Blah. Rip Blah? Then it's Ripsaw, the Tormentor. <laughs> Rip Maw. You're, he's just circling it. It's Ripsaw. Speaking of Maws. <laughs> nah, we can keep talking yeah, about we'll it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Anyway. That's a good segue for, you know, five minutes from now. <laughs> Ripsaw. How are you, buddy? Hey. Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question. I have so many questions. We have a couple today. voicemails from this this. <laughs> Persons, <laughs> we got permission. Yeah, I yes, don't know how to. We're going to play it. them at the end of the show. Here. Yeah, um, because so you guys, need, you guys need to hear this. Because honestly, we should play the original one, and then we should play the rest for the. All right, the you Patreons. know what? Do you, no, no, no. We're playing all of them. Do you want to start with doing one right now, real quick, to bookend this, or do you? We'll want to start with going? one to tease it. And we'll play the rest at the end. All right. Here is uh, here is some of the batshit insanity <laughs> that we have been getting over the past couple of days. So enjoy, everybody. Hi, it's Ripsaw the Tormentor here, and I recently subscribed to your Patreon and. In one of the episodes, I was told that if I subscribed to the Patreon, there would be Sky Daddy coming. But I didn't get any Sky Daddy coming. 
I opened my mouth like he said to, but I didn't get any Sky Daddy coming. And I would really appreciate it if you would explain to me what's going on with that. Hey, 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 come back here. I wasn't done tormenting you yet. Hold on, I gotta go. One of the infidels is trying to get away. Oh, and if a guy named Matt contacts you and asks you anything about me or your Patreon or anything like that, don't answer any questions. I use his PayPal to subscribe to the Patreon, but he's not supposed to know about that. So, yeah, so don't don't answer any questions. I gotta go. Hey, fuck! So, uh, I feel really bad for that infidel. I don't know why I didn't see that fucking coming. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's been a trend lately, but just... You know you can turn his mic off, right? I can, but I didn't... Th- I, you know, I thought etiquette existed in this room for some reason. I don't know why. So, fun fact, everybody. We do hear from Matt. Um, you'll hear that, that again was just at the a, he just end of the show. Steamrolled you. It's straight fine. up. <laughs> That's fine. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Which great. Um, no, we do, and it, honestly, like this is turning into a text message slash voicemail based ARG, and I'm I'm fucking here for it. So uh, yeah, no, I'm a rip saw. Keep them coming, my Please. mad lad. You are you are giving me endless enjoyment at work. He's got a lot cases. of gumption. Home. Oh. Oh. A lot of gumption. Oh, gumption. Oh, maw, maw, <laughs> maw. Why did why did maw trigger us before, boys? Well, that's a fun fact that I think Jason can. I can, and also gumption, and also some of the other things we've been mentioning. Um, today we are talking about an incredible fucking topic, and I think Wait, have we not even talked about what we're? No, talking we haven't about mentioned. It? No, we have not mentioned there. what we're doing yet. All right, cool. We're only five minutes. It's only it's five fine. minutes. We've done worse. <laughs> Just feels a lot longer. We've done way worse. I promise. <laughs> it was one episode where we didn't talk about our topic until like fifteen minutes in, so we're good. That's thanks for bearing commitment. with us, people. Yeah, we we're getting better, and I hope you guys are seeing that. Um, it's all thanks to you. But today we are talking about a special topic, and it's another listener request. We're talking about a national park. It is a national park, Yellowstone. Nope. People are. The Grand Canyon. Canyon. I keep hearing no. about that show. Yellowstone? Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> what's his name in it? No, I don't t- know. today we are talking about <laughs> the Mystery Flesh Pit <clears throat> National Park. Oh, oh no. You know, one of the national parks in America? I love me yeah. a good flesh pit. Yes. Me too. Um, um, full disclosure, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, no, I not. wasn't able to do a whole heck of a lot of research on this one. Mike's I been am, very busy this week. I'm doing, like, Two years worth of adulting in the span of like three months. So <laughs> that's I'm, what happens when you procrastinate. I'm physically watching my hair turn white, whiter and whiter. Um, Don't even talk to me about that trip. Same. So you're gonna see a lot of, or you're gonna hear, see a lot. Huh? You're gonna hear a lot of Doug and Jason, and not as much of me. We'll, we'll tackle what a crazy, info. what a crazy conundrum. Is that fucking topsy turvy. Reverse Uno on you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're talking about Mystery Flesh Pit National Park. Um, now, you might be wondering, I've never heard of that national park. It's not like Yellowstone or, you know, the Grand Canyon or any of the, the protected parks in America. The Flesh Pit, the Mystery Flesh Pit, it is a national park. It's located in the Permian Basin region of West Texas, and it was discovered in 1973 near the town of Gumption, again, in Texas. Now, the first kind of mention you see of this is by a man named Trevor Roberts. Um, you can find him as a, as a user on Reddit under the uh, name Strange Vehicles. 
And, uh, you know, instead of trying to encompass this whole the fucking pits. concept, yeah, the pit. I can't. We're encompass. all in the pit. It's, it's Parks and Rec. <laughs> I get it, because National Park, Park, Recreation. Well, and because he sings a song about falling in a pit. In a pit, right. Breaking his leg. Um, but no, here's, this is Trevor's description of the mystery flesh pit. So you guys ready to hear what this fucking is? Yeah. Okay, so shove it up my meat hole. <laughs> Put that pit in my fucking pit. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I, man. I, I stopped wanting uh, to, you know, someone to. I gave up on that joke halfway through. <laughs> I see that. I think we all did. We were all just like we're yelling this. words. Let's, let's go to the next. Okay. Uh, so this is this is how Trevor describes the uh, mystery flesh pit national park. The mystery flesh pit is the name given to a bizarre, natural, geobiological feature discovered in the Permian Basin region of West Texas in the early 1970s. The pit is characterized as an enormous subterranean organism of indeterminate size and origin embedded deep within the Earth, displaying a vast array of highly unusual and often disturbing phenomena within its vast internal anatomy. They like the word vast. Vast. I also like how it it's says, big. Um, highly unusual <laughs> and often disturbing phenomena, and then the government decides, we're gonna make this Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but guess what? Oh yeah. my god! Do you think Licky House lives here? Oh, guys, okay, if you if you have not tuned into Shifting Sands yet, you should do that. I don't that. think Licky House is in that, is he? There's time. <laughs> There's... I don't recall. Well, we've only done one of the couple. Like, I think it's going to be about three setup episodes to build the for world. A, a... You guys have a solid six and a half hours to fucking throw Licky for House. For TLDR and what Licky House is, it's like a mutated fleshy Mickey Mouse that comes in. It's a hairless rat person that wears human skin as like a costume. Yeah. In in this in this fantastical world of Wisney Durald. It's not good by any means of the imagination, <laughs> but these chuckle fucks decided that they should. It should be a permanent part of all D and D campaigns. I do, but so vast internal anatomy aside, following its initial discovery and subsequent survey exploration missions, the surface orifice of the mystery flesh pit was enlarged, and internal sections were slowly reinforced and developed by the Anandine Deep Earth Mining Corporation who opened the pit as a tourist attraction in 1976. In the early 1980s, the site was absorbed into the National Park System, which operated and maintained the mystery flesh pit until its sudden closure in 2007. So going back to what you were saying about the government, (laughs) (laughs) they did it correctly, but also not really. Yeah, Mm. and you want to know about another flesh pit that was enlarged? (laughs) <laughs> don't talk about your fucking wife like that dude stop <laughs> Why? she doesn't deserve that man it's rude bro from my magnum dong am i right boys god <laughs> give me some skin right there come on just don't do, do it. it don't do it or i'm gonna do it myself and all right you know what thanks doug jason high five thanks jason remember the- there's an episode where mike claims he he confirmed small pp oh yeah there's one or two. I can't remember which. I'll put the audio up at some point. You don't gotta. I have small TP. <laughs> there you go. Well, very, never mind. Very um, average dong. So, like, <laughs> this is this is the description of this fucking thing that we get, right? It's a 
It's a big bizarre natural geobiological feature discovered in the seventies. Right? Like what does geobiological mean? Rocky. I know geo is like Earth, is it not? Yeah. Geological biological is is living. Yes. Yeah. So So it's living rock. Living rock, living earth. Essentially something that has become one with the rocks below it and is now inhabiting apparently an indeterminate amount of space within these rocks. I'm just thinking of a mountain of Dwayne Johnson's now. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> like a hole I mean, filled with Dwayne Johnson's and he's doing that shitty rap he did on that fucking. Uh, hey, man, if you if you would like to to start writing a story, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got the plot, I All think. Right, but. <laughs> um, but no, so this is a uh, this is kind of this is where it is. This is where it, uh, where it came from, who discovered it. And it only gets fucking weirder from there. I mean, if you heard that someone discovered a, a giant flesh pit in West Texas, would you drive out to see it? Absolutely, I would. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mike's like, mm, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I would probably go, yeah. Well, uh, unfor- I mean, as a fan of cosmic horror. Yeah, and body horror. And body horror. Yeah. It's, how could you not? It- if I if I saw that in a pamphlet, I'd be like, "Well, I was gonna do stuff for the rest of the year, but now I'm going here, I'm going here for the rest of the year." Um, but unfortunately, like we can't rely on just one person's description to kind of validate this whole thing. Um, so instead of you know trusting in the fact that the words I'm saying are true, let's talk about some evidence of its actual existence. All right, so. Uh, some of the, like, proof of existence that we... (laughs) Why did you get so sexy? (laughs) Sometimes it just comes out. I I can't control it. But I just wanted to... I I couldn't get past it. I wanted to saute it. All right, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyways. It's going to to fucking macho (laughs) Randy Savage. I blame Mike for that whole whole thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm sure the listeners are now very just, they're like, they started talking about it, and now they're just all over the place, so (laughs) let's get on track, shall we, boys? Back on track. All right, thank you. Sorry. Are we good? Mike? When was the last time you saw Randy Savage perform? Son of a bitch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll stop. Well, it was during his, uh, (laughs) his Halloween fest, Scream of the Crop. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna put in my two-week notice right now. Same. Um, <laughs> to who, I don't know, but... <laughs> to whom it may concern. All right, anyways, back on track, you fucks. Okay, so, <laughs> we get a couple different, uh, like, evidence for existence, so to say, uh, with this national park. I I don't have a better way of describing this it's, it's, other than... It's hard to put into words. Yeah, so, one thing about this whole story that I just want to kind of briefly touch on is that... It's done through text and picture, which is a little different than the normal, like... It's a Tumblr just, post. Uh, yes, it is it, a... It's, it Tumblr, reads, like, it reads like a Tumblr post, yeah. It, it's all told through a Tumblr, pretty much. Um, there are some Reddit posts as well, but, like, basically everything is done through pictures, which is kind of awesome, but kind of confusing at the same time, because like there's a, no real... It's like a picture book for people who are fans of Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a great way to put it. Or national parks, I guess. (laughs) One or the other. There's a weird Venn diagram. Yeah, that that little section in the very middle is is the target (laughs) audience here. Um, But so the first like actual evidence we have of of its existence is from these letters we get from uh, a man named Jim Jackson, and he's uh, he works with this oil company, and he's basically sending letters back and forth to someone named Colton, pretty much just completely describing his findings and what is going on in this fleshy geobiographical thing geobiologically yes geobio i don't think anyone's telling their life story here yes <laughs> geobiographical <laughs> it's the earth's earth the earth's <laughs> The Earth's by the <laughs> Earth wrote this um, on its own. Anyways, uh, don't mind me. Uh, God damn it. Anyways, did I fuck you up? I'm yeah, so sorry. No, no. You 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 corrected me when you should have corrected me, which is great. Um, but yeah, so we get Jim Jackson writing letters to a man named Colton. Okay. Uh, pretty much just like I said, explaining what he's finding, what they're doing, kind of the whole in and out of the whole thing. There is a lot to this story, so like I'm not going to deep dive any of this stuff because honestly, go and read it. It's a lot more fun mm-hmm. when you kind of just go and look at all the posts. Um, we all did deep dive this, and I not all. <laughs> okay. Two, Two thirds of us <laughs> yeah. deep dove this, and we guarantee it will take you way longer. And listening to this episode to understand everything about this fucking topic. Yeah, so we're going to quick hit a lot of things for you. The important um, shit. But like I said, you can go and read those letters that Jim Jackson um, is writing. But you also get uh, some like news articles um, from the Dallas Morning News, uh, which is kind of cool because you can kind of see this like little snippet on Jim Jackson and some like good quotes from him and like what kind of happened like with his discovery. Uh, a few of the good quotes are like, we're three miles back and 2,840 feet below the surface, and two years ago we lodged the first steel stent into the tissue to build these paths, and hmm. th- that right there... What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Jason, do you want to explain what a stent is to the, the viewers at home? Yeah, so uh, a stent is something you get put in either blood vessels, arteries, veins, or your ureters that basically help open them up and make sure either blood or urine is flowing throughout your body in the correct fashion instead of not doing that and causing horrific infections. Yeah, so now that that's been explained, um, (laughs) (laughs) basically when they say they put stents into this thing, uh, they're using these to actually build the structures inside of the pits. So we're going to go more into that in a little bit, but uh, there are some pictures. That you see, like, there's some pictures from, like, a guy that's just there in, like, 2002. Oh, yeah. And he's just in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll see a lot of weird things, because there's, like, you know, you have the whole mining expedition. You have Mm -hmm. the tourist aspect, which we will also go into. But, like, just the fact that they are using terminology such as stent Mm -hmm. just makes this whole thing a lot weirder. It's not like, oh, we're building a tunnel. We're building stents to open up vessels. Yeah. And, like pathway mike <laughs> pathways yes <laughs> yeah and i i mean real realistically like i said all of this this whole story is being told through these like pamphlets brochures informational videos park guides um and you can find that all inside of this tumblr and that's how you really get the you know the the base of this whole world yeah 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 there's a fuck ton of like 
pamphlets, brochures, informational type of posts. Like it, it really does be looking like, um, it really do be that it way. Really do be, it really does look like when you like go to, I don't know how else to explain it besides like when you go to like the doctor's office or something and you see like on their coffee table, just that plastic thing just filled with pamphlets and you're in oh, the waiting yeah. room, you take one, you open it just to read it. What is this? Yeah. It, it, they have a bunch of shit like that. And it's like all over the fucking map. Like there's one for like basic safety tips mm-hmm. when you're going hiking through the flesh pit. The uh, the basic safety one, for example, will tell you about uh, minimizing disturbing the wildlife in the area, uh, like the fauna. Oh. Uh, it'll tell you not oh. to leave equipment lying around. Um, there's a couple that are like tourist, like oriented. Um, back in the seventies, oh. yeah, back in the seventies, there was a cartoon character <laughs> made, uh, which is kind of weird that. <laughs> Flesh Pit needs a cartoon character. Uh, his name was Caver Coop. Caver Coop. Um, essentially, in the 70s, they wanted to open this up to be a tourist uh, uh, area, like I mentioned before, like a Disneyland. And children, crazily enough, were terrified to go spend a resort vacation inside of a meaty pit. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so they, they decided, you know what's a good idea? Let's make a cartoon mascot. And it will just get rid of children's worries about being eaten alive or swallowed by a giant. Yeah, cartoons will do that. Yeah, Um, but you'll find like informational pamphlets with like Caver Coop on them, like go this way to get to the visitor information desk, and our our uh, visitor center is open from seven thirty to eight seven days a week. So you find a just a bunch of weird fun shit like that. You find one um, that talks about, like I mentioned before, hiking. Um, you have to be very cautious when going on a self-guided excursion. Um, and it even mentions, like, hey, there's some stuff down there that you want to be, be careful around. <laughs> um, there's another pamphlet literally about wildlife safety, and it's from the National Park Service as well. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. So this is like a fully operational, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the marketing scheme with safety precautions in place. Yes, the to put, to put in perspective, this pit is like hundreds of miles deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as we know, yeah, yeah. It's an indeterminate. It mentions length. how there's fauna growth. It mentions how there's uh, these things called macrobacteria. It even mentions uh. Copipod or copepods? Copepods. So I, copepods. I don't know how to pronounce that. Copi, yeah, copipipupus. So just a bunch of weird shit, and I want to know the fuck are these things living in this weird throat in the earth? Like, <laughs> this weird throat. <laughs> but well, it's all, funny that you asked that, Mike. Yeah, because I can tell you. So one of the images that we see on the Tumblr is called the Major Parasitic Fauna Chart. And these are basically the things, quote unquote, that are living inside of the pit that you might come across, you might see. You might actually see this shit out and about outside of the pit, which I'll go into as well. But so there's there's things living in this living thing. Yes. And kids don't want to go? That's so weird, right? Idiots. That's wild. wild idiots. I, kids oh, are stupid. I forgot to condone. mention just very, very quickly um, with the whole uh caver coop thing in the 80s they like super pushed to make it a like um uh, uh like a natural resort 
thing. Oh. So Caver Coop started it, but in the 80s, they really pushed for this to be like practically a meaty flesh hotel resort. <laughs> I, like, a, like a resort. Um, you know, that's a combination of words that I wish I heard more in my daily life. But like, how are you going to have a resort when you got me fleshy holes <laughs> no like, well how are you gonna make it a resort not not just the flesh hole but like you're talking about fauna or the whatever you're just well, talking it'd be about like a, like a resort on like a safari like, or something like in africa or some shit like yeah like super watch out rich for people. fucking tigers yeah you know don't let that rhino fucking poke your asshole in this case it's a you know look out for the abyssal sopapods or copepods or whatever the fuck they're called <laughs> Yeah, we're never going to get that word correct. So, no. Um, That's why we're saying it both ways, because we're covering our bases. Yes. We're responsible. So, as I was saying, <laughs> in the major parasitic fauna chart, um, there's a lot of different uh, entities, but I'm going to only go over a couple of them. Um, so, on the chart, you have your abyssal copepod, or sopapod. Not sure. Uh, don't care, to be quite honest with you. Okay, it's, it's from now on, it's just copepod. Cop. Co- 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 you want copepod or sopapod? I don't know. Sopapod kind of rolls off the tongue okay. better. Um, but anyway, it is. <laughs> some of these things are dangerous, um, especially this one. So this abyssal sopapod can be twenty feet long and eat people. So it's a small bus that yeah. will eat people. <laughs> hey kids, it's a small bus. Caver Coop here. Bus. <laughs> Watch out for this bus. Yeah. <laughs> Caver Coop was the original Miss Frizzle. Yeah, yeah, straight up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like the, there are, you know, things that are threatening when you are visiting this national park. Um, you've got your, your Venice shamble, you've got your amorphous shame, uh, you've got your stinging tri, uh, triocanth, your bone mites, uh, your greater ballast sirens, your gastric bristle worms, and your mesogelial tridecapods. Um, and these mesogelial tridecapods are actually like, uh, the best way I could describe them are they're like these like little, like little ball things. Okay. And they basically, uh, clean harmful blood-based parasites from the pit. So hmm. like, oh. we're seeing the like microbiology of the pit, but just blown up into blown a huge proportion. Up. Yeah. So like, these are things, the way that these like... Th- this like these parasitic faunas are like described and shown in picture look like what you'd see under a microscope weird so like if you were to take but, a blood sample or like uh, uh, the best way i could describe it is you take like some water from a swamp okay mm. or let's say mike ha- let's let's say mike had like i don't know like bone fleas or like brain grasshoppers well what's the thing from fucking uh gemini Oh, fuck. I was way too drunk to remember that right now. I don't, I don't fucking remember. Anyways, uh, bone something. Anyways, uh, yeah, so basically all of these, like, actual, like, I'm gonna say animals, for lack of better word, uh, are actually more of, like, microorganisms. Except the gasp owl. That thing is just freaky. Yes, that, that thing is freaky. There, there are a lot of different, um, you know faunas and parasites that live inside the pits but we're not going to go over all those um but the uh chart that he was actually referring to mike that is uh with the uh you know fauna safety is basically saying um it reads like this this chart and many others like it were produced by the park service as an educational tool for use in classrooms museums and universities 
Popular among natural history enthusiasts, the illustrations featured on these posters were the result of an intensive expedition and surveys into the mystery flesh pit. While visitors are almost certain to encounter common fauna such as a myriad of microbacteria, subspecies, many organisms such as the Venus shamble and abyssal sopapod tend to evade trails and high traffic areas, make them difficult to spot. As a practical tool, these illustrations were useful in training wildlife management, rangers, and proper firearm techniques for safety dispatching a dangerous organism. For this reason, the designers of this and other charts attempted to represent the scale of the organisms in relation to each other as accurately as possible. Now, Whew. what an info That's dump a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It's got, also, it's got some good info there. While you were reading that, Jason was looking at your computer. From my point of view, it looks like you're just staring at me. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole time, you're like, "What the fuck?" The whole time he's looking at the computer, I'm just looking at him like, "What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I like look over here, and I still see out of the corner of my eye. Jason's looking at me. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was reading along with Doug. <laughs> the fuck do you want? <laughs> Meta as fuck. Anyways, so once you get this description, it goes into some like little details on how to stay safe if you see these things out and about or inside the pits um it's like minimize disturbance to the anatomical fauna if flora or fauna does not appear to notice you back uh like doesn't appear to notice you back out of its sight and change course so kind of just let it do its thing without disturbing it you know it's like also a weird national that, park it's also weird that the f- they're they're describing the fauna that way from what i realize uh you know my knowledge in this world Fauna doesn't notice people. It's a plant. But you have to think about this in terms of being in a body. <laughs> Actually, here's a here's a good way. No, so, I understand that. Like a Venus flytrap. It's carnivorous, right? Yeah, exactly. Super yeah. small. Eats flies. Yeah. If it were blown up to like, I don't know, the size of my apartment, it would probably eat people and bears, all specifically. Right, yeah. You, know, you Yeah, yeah. Fun so, fact. So you get yourself an Aubrey too? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I mean, no... Because you need a Rick Moranis to go with that, yeah. but... Um, one of the things... I actually didn't write this down, but I was just thinking about it because of the way we were describing this, is there's, like, a fungus that grows inside of the pit, and it looks like a birthday cake. Oh, yeah! And it's, like, as enticing as this may look, don't eat the birthday cake because it will <laughs> kill you. Uh, I think they it mentioned something about, like, it expelling, like, goo out of it and, hmm. like, all this crazy shit. It was just, like, really, really weird. There's oh, something fuck. else that's in there that's super colorful and fun. So the last, like, couple of fun safety tips that I found was uh, one of these say, While many life forms in the pit are tolerant of human presence, each creature is very, very different. Without the right equipment, surface humans and animals may be fused together if they enter the pit. AKA, it will digest you and anything else that comes in with you to form an amalgamation. Reminds me of the thing. Mm-hmm. They basically, yeah, like, yeah. literally, there is a diagram of what these amalgamations look like. It's the thing. And, like, it is literally it's that to a T. Yeah. It's like, here's brain A, B, and C. Yep. And, like, you're just like, all right. So it doesn't die. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. learning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking wacky. Um, and now that that being said, uh, people fusing together with the things that come into the pits. Uh, That's perfect. That literally, perfect. literally, a bunch of weird things have happened in the fucking pits. Let's go over that. Boy, yes, there are a bunch of weird fleshy abominations. <laughs> now, would you say that these abominations <laughs> come from normal everyday activities? They where, like, never do. Really, smoothly? they almost never do. 
Um, you guys it, have it heard happens. of Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> yes, life finds a way. Okay. Um, this is the wrong type of life that found a way. <laughs> so, although like people being morphed together happens too frequently, every, every day, too frequently in the flesh pit. There's one like circumstance that I think is pretty fucking great uh it's called the circus clown shimus chimus shimus i don't know. i think it's chimus c-h-y-m-u-s viewer you decide leave a um, comment with the correct uh presentation. Yes. now jason i'm gonna need you to put in some real fun circus music for me because i'm gonna read this one off um <laughs> okay it's called no laughing matter okay am i, am I adding it here yes or... add it, it you should have been adding oh, it like 10 okay. seconds ago it, okay okay yes so, better is that going? Yeah, there it goes. I'm sure. Future me says yes. Beautiful. So, <laughs> though it may look like a colorful ice cream birthday cake covered in a glazed frosting, this calcified formation is anything but festive. In 1976, a group of performers accidentally fell into the upper mall of the entry orifice. I'm getting real into the... <laughs> you, you like that music? Maw. While the soft flesh of the pit throat somewhat cushioned the performer's fall, the unexpected dilation of an... Uh... <laughs> Jason, cut the music. <laughs> of an epiglottal? Epiglottal. Epiglottal. Eat. Jason, cue the music. Okay. Glottal. <laughs> the unexpected dilation of an epiglottical... Epiglottical fold. You say the word. Epiglottal. Fold allowed them to slide down into a then unreinforced area of the pit. So just to give everyone an idea, the epiglottis is that flap of throat that closes or opens, depending on if you're breathing or eating. Beautiful. <laughs> That's gross. Yep. Anyway, they <laughs> fell into that. Um, cue the music back up. <laughs> Rescue personnel were able to locate the performers inside a digestive sack a few hours later, but at that time, all 50 stunts people had already begun being digested by the pit. Rescue personnel cut them out, correctly guessing that many were still alive. An experimental antacid spray was discharged on top of the gooey shrieking mound, but it was too late. Instead of reducing the acidic effects on the partially digested bodies of the performers, the experimental compound flash calcified into the multicolor formation that you see in front of you. Though hauntingly beautiful, the circus clown Shimus is a somber reminder of why it is always important to observe all safety instructions and to always stay on marked trails while visiting the interior of the mystery flesh pit. <laughs> oh my wow. god. That was Thank terrifying. Hey, hey, kids. <laughs> terrifying. But yeah, that's the, uh, that is the circus clown, Chimus, Chimus. <laughs> yeah, basically a bunch of fucking clowns fell into part of the pit and got calcified and turned into a permanent part of this attraction. Pogo the clown's true dream. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gacy, if you're out there, this flesh pit's for you. <laughs> this is where you got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I unfortunately have to follow that with another incident that that occurred. And this isn't really an incident, more of like a a testimonial from one of the, the workers, one of the mine workers. Now, first off, we've been saying mine workers or like miners or miners. I, who miner, mine. I hardly know her. Ugh. Um What what exactly the fuck are you mining in this place, right? Like so it there's a lot of things that you could be mining, and that's actually part of the reason that uh, this company, Anandine, has 
done so well. And I'll go over that in just a little bit. But first, I'd like to recount a little story from one of the miners that actually worked in the flesh pit. Are you guys ready? No. All right, well. Thank you for tuning in and don't look under the I internet. Don't do it anymore. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, the, uh, this is the account of one of the mine workers from inside the mystery flesh pit. Dear Brandon, I'm writing you back about your career report project for school. I hope you find my response satisfactory. It's my experience, and it's all true. I was 17 when I signed on with the company to work a full tour. The money they promised for nine months of work was more than I could have made in a lifetime in any other career. I was a shit-kicking dropout from Hobbs. Most people already know that the real money is made in pumping up ballast, but... They have it automated to the point where you only need someone to babysit the equipment. What a lot of people don't know is that there are a bundle of other minerals, gels, gases, and oozes that are worth more than their weight in gold for their, quote, myriad industrial applications. The big three are blue, or blue tissue, pearls, which is corpusite, and black bone, or oscularite. Our rig was outfitted to hunt for pearls, great crystalline spheres that were 2 to 15 feet wide, hard as diamond, smooth and clear as glass, with an otherworldly iridescent shimmer. They are embedded in different ways deep down in the pit, and to get them, you have to cut, trudge, push, and crawl through miles and miles of muscle and guts and cartilage and bone that are fighting you the whole way. That's where we make our paychecks. A full mining crew is 18 men, and yes, it's pretty much always men, which include two to three mining engineers, a medic, two mechanics, a venturial tech, two company men to oversee everything, and ten hired hands like me. You sign up for nine months at a time, split up into three-month stints with two-week breaks in between. Down in the flesh, your home and lifeline during those dark months is a mining rig. A huge machine, almost as big as a neighborhood street, bristling with tools and racks and sensors and floodlights. The insides are tight and cramped. Our crew medic... Our crew medic had been a submariner for eight years and told us that the sub he served on was more spacious. Still, compared to being outside the rig, out in the raw pit, the cramped bunks felt like luxury. Ideally... The rig cuts as it goes, leaving a burnt cauterized path through the meat while also crushing and processing any minerals it runs through. In the real world, the pit isn't uniform, and you end up running into all kinds of obstacles requiring interventional solutions, where the brass up top decide they don't want you just cut through certain parts of the anatomy. So, you suit up and get out ahead of the rig to poke and prod and pry at a walking pace, eight hours a day for weeks at a time. Rigs have big hydraulic arms that reach forward and push, lift, and splay open organs or muscle bundles before us roustabouts would go in and suck up or hose out any blood, cut tendons, cauterized tissue, rinse, and repeat. Because the method for finding things like pearls are based on shaky science at best, a lot of time was spent probing around till you found pay dirt. When you'd find a decently sized cluster, we'd set up camp, we'd go on breaking them down. 
The rigs have a huge mining laser they can use any time to free up any gigantic pearls or black bone clusters. But most of the time, you're out there with big tools to break them free. My position had been vacated the year before because the hand got crushed under a tissue catchment bucket. Think giant steel-walled tray weighing half a ton, maybe used to catch slop and other meat before it falls on your working area. And you bled out because it took hours for an ambulance to get out to the location. In the nine months I worked the rig, I had a few very close calls of getting crushed. What keeps you from being crushed by the weight of all the body above you is a mess of cabling and fold-out frames connected to a 50,000-pound counterweight. I got a bit careless and was hitching my tongs to the pipe while it was still in motion. The idea being it shaved a few seconds per disconnection, and it added up over a long shift. What I forgot is that near the head of the endoscope, the pipe diameter changed by two inches. The rig operator was pulling full speed when the larger pipe came back, and my tongs grabbed the pipe and suddenly launched backwards. I held onto the tongs, and it jerked me a couple of feet back, and I let go. The heavy tong cable went taut, and the operator stomped on the brakes at the same time, and the whole thing was jerked to a sudden halt. The huge tackle block was clanging around the whole cavity like a giant ringer in a bell and buckled one of the support frames. Everybody jumped clear and we ducked and braced with whatever we could until the rig stopped shaking. It was probably fortunate that we were near the end of the pull, so there was only around three tons of backlash when it happened. Most of the men I worked with had some sort of permanent injury. Lost fingers, blown shoulders or knees, etc. The more experienced, the more injuries. Even in our suits connected to refrigerated air, it was more than 100 degrees and full saturation humidity. It's pitch black everywhere down there, so you rely on your helmet light, work lights, and the rig lights to be able to see, and they all give everything a sickly shine. Working down there isn't at all like working in a cave or a mine. Everything is wet, slippery, disgusting, and miserable. Nothing is flat or walkable, if you have to fight a feeling of raw, animalistic terror every moment, you're out in it. Men weren't meant to be down there in the innards of a monster, but I figured that's why the company pays people to do what they do. I finished up my contract without injury, and for that, I consider myself extremely lucky. I took the money and got an education. Most people don't consider it exciting work, but you'll never find a more satisfied accountant. I never went back there, especially after the big accident they had in 07. But there are a lot of stupid kids that still do that kind of work. You sound like a smart kid. Stay the hell away from it. That's my career advice for you. Let me know if you need anything else for your school report. Thanks, Andre Martinez. So, as you guys can kind of see from this and the clown chymus... Can they see this? As you guys can hear, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, it's not always a big tour. It's not Disneyland all the time. It's like Disneyland if the mascots occasionally died. It'd be like if Disneyland and their mascots were like Five Nights at Freddy. You know? Like, every once in a while, the animatronics come out and kill somebody. (laughs) Every once in a while. Thanks for adding. That was a fantastic sound. 
Right. You never busted out the WD-40. I didn't. And Patreon, you guys can help us get a can of WD-40. <laughs> that's our goal. 40 patrons and that's we'll our, get a our can of WD-40. If, Actually, only, if only you guys could see our setup, you'd understand why that noise is so prevalent in our episodes. We are sitting at a plastic table, a very broken futon with some random chairs and other shit. Like, we are... We are MacGyvering the fuck out of this, so thank you guys for listening to us, because you are the only reason that this is possible. Um, but that is the second of what? We've got the uh, the incident of the clown chymus, and then we have this mine worker that talks about, uh, just, so, this is like a random, like, this is like a factory incident, you know, like, or a warehouse incident, like, shit that happens all the time with heavy machinery. I was trying I wonder- to- f- Sorry, you go ahead, Doug. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they have one of those signs like in the break room at the flesh pits that just says days without work. (laughs) It's constantly at like four or something like that. It's always at zero. Yeah. I wonder if those like pearls and the black bones or whatever that they were talking about, if that, like, if there's stuff similar to that in like the human body, like the pearls are supposed to be like teeth or something. Oh, there's the fucking shut teeth. up, bro. I don't even mean it that way. <laughs> well, like, what the fuck? No, I'm actually happy that you said that because yes, there's a there's a lot of stuff down here that has piqued the interest of many, many, many people, but one organization in particular, and uh, that company's name is Anandine. Anandine. And you guys have heard this several times before. Uh, there's a reason we keep mentioning this. Anandine is uh, the company that originally hooked up with Jim Jackson to excavate and discover... Don't. Just don't. I, 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 I heard what I said, and I know the imagery that's going through your head right now. <laughs> but they basically partnered up with, uh, with this Jim so Jackson that's what gets Doug going. to excavate this flesh pit. And again, Anandine is the name. Um, oh my god, dude. <laughs> I heard just what I the, said. The, we connected eyes and uh, yeah. you just said it and I was like, stop. <laughs> stop it. Uh, but no, so this Anandine, they're the company that helped excavate and like bring to light this whole anomaly slash national park. Um, they, helped it, they helped turn the whole discovery into an attraction. They developed a multitude of products through the repurposing of materials discovered or mined from within the creature. Now, like, like you were just saying, Mike, what else in this in this fleshy pit of death could be useful? Um, well, a lot of shit, actually. Boons! <laughs> <laughs> the boons! Yes. Um, so they, again, they turned this whole thing into a tourist attraction, right? So you can, like, bring your family for a weekend. They have, like, places to stay. They've got, like, lower... They have maps. Like, it's, it's Disney World for... Mother horse eyes. Meat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the meat version of Disney World, which I don't. I didn't know we needed that until I started reading all about this. Um, on top of being a a tourist attraction, um, Anandine also developed a bunch of advanced equipment to help move safely throughout the creature. They got like a goddamn like mech suit from Alien. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like the fucking loader suit. Yeah, yeah from Alien. Yeah. They've got that shit to like help protect them. They've got these like enclosed, encapsulated like ships that go like hover through the uh, the, the fucking vascular looks system like, of this um, beast. It looks kind of like the ship from the Matrix. What is it called again? Oh, the oh shit. The, the, uh, the one with the name I can't pronounce. 
uh, Morpheus's ship. Yeah, everyone knows. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you all know. So just say it right now. Morpheus's ship. Just Think say about it, it. Just say it right now. Boom. Good. I'm glad you got it. Good job. <laughs> um, Thank you, Dora. But no, they they developed all of this different equipment to like help them navigate throughout this whole network of flesh tunnels and vessels and tracts and like the Nebuchadnezzar. The Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar yes, Nebuchadnezzar, yeah, 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 right. Um, but they came from very, very, very humble beginnings. Um, it was originally founded as the Anchor Mineral Company in 1923. And in 1958, the Anchor Mineral Company merged with Dynamic Equipment LLC to form a new company known as Anandyne Deep Earth Mining, later changed to just simply Anandyne, because, you know, they branched out. Um, once Anandyne kind of got a hold of this fleshy pit, they found that a lot of things that were like being naturally produced deep within the bowels of this fucking beast are actually they're they're super helpful when it comes to you know merchandising like and... Caver Coop. Yes, just like Caver. They Coop. just found him down there, and they're like, "We're gonna <laughs> make you a mascot. We're gonna buddy. get you out of there, buddy." He's like, "Well, I don't know if I want to get out of here." You're gonna entice children to go where you were. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say. So this excavation company um, has had a lot to do with this national park's development. Um, it was absolutely instrumental in the containment efforts following the 2007 disaster, but was ultimately unable to avoid a full investigation by the Commission on Geobiological Resources and Public Safety, hmm. which they uncovered an alarming number of safety violations and oh. poor management practices. And, a yeah. drilling company, much like the equivalent of BP, has yeah, safety... You know, you don't Problems. you don't hear about things like that, do you? No. Oh wait, yes you do. DP. Um, in the months right after this 2007 disaster, which I know we have not said a fucking word about, and there's a reason. Um, in the months following this, the company filed for bankruptcy, with its assets either sold or incorporated into the restructured Permian Basin Recovery and Superorganism Containment Corporation. Yeah, that rolls off the tongue. Superorganism Containment Corporation. Mike, what does that remind you of? SCP. Yes. <laughs> There's so much about this screams like origins of the foundation. You know what I mean? Like that I don't I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's true, but that's just the feeling I get from reading all of this is that this is one of those very very early companies that found their way into some higher level security checks such as SCP and the foundation. Is that how you feel? That is there how is feel. the flesh that hates. Right. And the, the flesh that hates, that's an SCP we're going to be going over, which means I'm not going to give anything away about it, but... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. It came out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but the... Uh, no, this this uh, Anandine Corporation, it reminds me so much of the beginnings of the Foundation. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, so after they filed for bankruptcy and kind of re-regulated their assets and shit like that, so basically they're under this new, like, these new rules and regulations, and I'm glad that, I'm glad that we all see the correlation between this and SCP, because their new goal is to basically monitor and contain this super organism to make sure it doesn't go feral. 
and violent. Because it's been known to do that. So it far. has. I mean, everyone who goes in there, like, you're at risk of being digested and eaten, right? Like, well, that's what you get for going in a throat. Like, it, 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 <laughs> you don't go into a huge throat and think, yeah, this is just a good this time. This is fine. Yeah, nothing bad will happen. No, like, it, it, you, 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 if you were overseeing something like this and you get your power stripped away from you, you are either now a fucking vagrant or you are overseeing the security detail for all this shit. And that's kind of what happened to, uh, to Anandine is they went from like this touristy attraction type marketing conglomerate superstar to security detail to make sure that, you know, their previous attraction doesn't kill the world. It's like if Disney made a real life Mickey Mouse and was like, we can't show the world this. We can't. Lock it in a cage. Hope it doesn't get out. Him and his penis fingers oh, belong underground. Please come. Feed um, me cheddar. I need cheddar. But no, oh. that's that's kind of the, the, the deal on Anandine. Now, after the 2007 incident, which again, um... We'll go over in a second. Yes. It, it's, it, 2007 is kind of like the end date for this whole experiment. Uh, and you'll find out why in just a bit. But after that happened, they also oversee the damage payouts to the victims of the 2007 tragedy. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's, it's so much fucking money. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the overview on Anandine. Uh, they, there's not a whole lot else... Other than what you can glean from, like, different pamphlets or informational talks or videos you can see. And, like, like we've said before, we are not going over every fucking thing at all. No, we're going to keep some of this stuff uh, up in the air because we may come back to this someday. Who knows? And if we do, we want some other fun stuff to look at. I would love to. Hey, I'm here again. <laughs> Hello, Doug. <laughs> well, since you are here, is... Uh, is there anything you'd like to talk about before we uh, kind of wrap this the fuck up? Yes, I would like you to listen intently real quick. Ooh, okay. To what? The lack of WD-40. Are you are you alluding to the new goal that I'm about to set on Patreon <laughs> yes. for WD-40? <laughs> um, I have a couple cool, fun facts about this whole story that I would like to share. Um, this is kind of a two-parter for... The most part, but uh, the the advertising and the buy-in to real estate into this flesh pit had me dying. Like, <laughs> like straight up, thought it was funny as fuck. Do you have a little excerpt you'd like to to share? That so <laughs> I do. I okay. well, okay. So like, just just this first part, very simple and short. There is a Chili's. There is a Hard Rock Cafe, yes, an IMAX theater, and I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of telephones from AT&T inside the flesh pit. <laughs> Hell yeah. So if that gives you a broad idea of the is weird it, is fucking... It, is it AT&T or is it Fatel? Mm. I wish it was Fatel. Welcome, amazing. Futel? Welcome to Bass Pro Shop. What are you hunting for today? Well, I saw some weird flesh copiapod over there. Oh, uh, you're gonna need the Copapod 9000. It shoots it with this big old. <laughs> it's like the BFG 9000, yeah, but they're... less plasma y. So, real funny, actually. You saw the gun post. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the laser. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The laser scope or whatever it was called. Which also, I, I don't think we mentioned this, but uh, the miners. Yes. They were talking about how, like, when they're mining, it's not just like. 
you're digging through dirt. It's mm. just like blood splattering everywhere, yeah. and like just a constant flow of blood while you're working your way through these like vessels well, I, and stuff. I figure it's it's kind of like what I do at work, but if everything you touched exploded into like <laughs> fat and blood, <laughs> and, and and it's actually funny because they mentioned that like even though this like giant like organism is like we're mining through it the amount of space that we're actually taking up in this giant being is like if like what we're doing is like the equivalent of like popping a pimple oh, on shit. it okay like it's not like it's not <laughs> hurting this thing at all nothing yeah so but anyways um my my actual fun fact is i wanted to talk about the the pleasure domes oh fuck inside yes. of this place oh We've heard of pleasure domes before in another story about flesh pits, haven't we, boys? Yes, we have, Mike. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the flesh pit, we have amniotic thermal springs. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, well, it's kind of like a hot spring, for but, lack of a better word. But, but <laughs> it's inside of a flesh pit. And so, an amniotic fluid, which is amniotic. It's nature. a very, nature. very interesting. <laughs> so there is a there's a picture that has this whole uh, thing mapped out on it, which is really really fun to look at because. Can I see? By golly, uh, I mean yeah, you can, over, but I'm not yeah. gonna turn come on my over. computer no, I'll around. Come over there. Um, you can come sit yeah, on my lap, big see. boy. Um, <laughs> okay, so. Like? Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's fucking cool. Right? It looks like a giant. Like the way I would describe it is, it looks like a bunch of intestines, and then they just like stinted open a bunch of different parts of it's it. It's like an ant colony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Actually, yeah, that's a good, it's great, a very, better than very, I was explaining it. It's a very good um, way to describe this. It looks so, like the nest the Viet Cong used to make underground. Alright. See, I don't know, so we're I don't gonna know just, enough about we're that. We're gonna move past that. <laughs> um, so, these uh, pleasure domes, uh, let me give you a brief overview of uh, how this is kind of explained. So, on the picture, it says relaxation and rejuvenation. Located deep in the warmer crypts of the Mystery Flesh Pit National Park, the amniotic thermal springs are renowned worldwide for their delightful effects on mind, body, and spirit. First discovered during the early exploration of the Mystery Flesh Pit in the 1970s, the amniotic thermal baths were one of the earliest draws to the park. Many people travel across the country to seek out the mystic properties of the healing baths which were rumored to heal ailments and cure diseases. Many others calling them pleasure domes enjoyed the aphrodisiac... <laughs> That's a word. Aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiacal. Aphrodisiacal. Af that what word. Jason said. <laughs> effects of the amniotic fluids. So... Pretty much, hmm. you're bathing in amniotic fluids, what which is, is what is amniotic. Let's fluid? define that real quick. So, amniotic fluid is what you are basically born in. Yep. Oh, so it's what the it amniotic is. sac is like this. It's a fleshy sac. membrane contained by center a nutrient full fluid that surrounds an embryo prior to birth. Yeah. So you're basically like, and yes, it is the placenta. That's the, 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 the sack wall. <laughs> the middle of the mom, the placenta. <laughs> the sack wall. Yes. Um, <laughs> so basically, in a nutshell, you are in the... The sack... <laughs> you're in the sack. Kinda, it's kind of like you're, you're in rebirthing womb. yourself. Yeah, you're like yeah. in a womb. Um, so... 
One of the uh, there's so there's these two little like excerpts. <laughs> these, are, these are the best. I'm sorry, Doug. These yeah, are the best. No, they they really are. Oh, um, so there's like two little like side notes that are pointing at like two of the little like chambers, and it says Vis- visitors should use caution when diving into ballistic crops. Many are not extremely mapped. So that being said, uh, basically what that means is that like these parts of the uh, pleasure domes aren't mapped out like to where you know exactly where you are, but they're like. Uh, undeveloped ballast bulbs visitors are encouraged to experience the traditional bathing process by crawling into these bulbed orifices so like they want you to just like work your way into these fucking like little nooks mm-hmm. inside uh-huh. of the pleasure domes and just like as just far fucking, as you can wriggle like literally they're <laughs> just like just work your way on. So up they want in you to go bitch. splunking into a horny cave, but they're not like <laughs> that's a they're not like wildly like deep caves. Like like they're they're little just like sacks. Like hmm. there's big sacks and there's small sacks, <laughs> and you oh, you work your way from the big sack into the small sack, and they're just like just let yourself be immersed in this little sack. Doug, we are not mature enough. i am holding back so much right now um we aren't but uh so i I did want to go over one more thing and it's the amniotic spring fluid so this is what you're actually bathing in yes um so this is what this is how it is word for word though it is commonly called amniotic fluid the sim- semi-opaque, slippery, luminescent liquid produced within these organic thermal springs has little in common with the fluid produced by pregnant mammals. Oh, no. So, even though we just talked about how they relate, it's not relatable, apparently. Is, is it jism? Um, no, it's not. Specifically not jism. <laughs> specifically not <laughs> jizz, Mike. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, park geobiologists use the term ballast, as it is theorized that the fluid is produced by the mystery flesh pit as a way to regulate the endocrine system and super organism. So, it's... Okay. So basically <laughs> I'm trying what, to read this without fucking the words I, up. Dude, I, get, I fucking get it. So, what I take away from this is that these baths are trying to help with uh, something called homeostasis, which happens in every living body on Earth. Basically, homeostasis means, like, your sense of normalcy. So, like, your blood pressure is at the regular fucking level. So, it's kind of regulating, like, the, the uh, like the chemistry in your brain, almost, exactly. inside of this whole thing. Exactly. And the chemistry of the brain is what makes sure that this living organism stays fucking living. Okay. Hmm. Since its discovery, amniotic spring fluid has been highly sought-after resource and is tightly regulated by the National Park System. The unique chemical properties of the liquid have been shown in clinical studies to mildly reverse cell degeneration due to factors such as cancer or aging. Many park visitors report additional benefits of bathing such as decreased joint pain, healthier skin, weight loss, and vision improvement. I think I could use that I th- last one. I think it's a bunch of jizz, dudes. <laughs> Because it, <laughs> it says the amniotic fluid is, it has the same name, but it has almost nothing to do with it. Are you be, are, do you, do you be jizzing in eyes? Well, no, but like, what else? It says it's opaque and like, uh, and like thicker, it said before. Kind I of, have a weird story like, about jizz in eyes that gert. I need to tell, but not, I'll, I'll do that on Dilutie After Dark. Is it dude gert or bro gert? Bro-gert. It's bro gert. Okay. 
Dude Gert sounds dirty. It's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> Dude Gert? I don't like that one. Right. Sounds better. like somebody that lives in a trailer park. <laughs> yeah, Dude Gert down the way. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. <go> ahead. <laughs> okay, so a secondary and infamous property of amniotic spring fluid are the psychoactive and aphrodisiacal effects of those who consume or topically apply it. It's fucking jizz, man. <laughs> If you topically apply your own jizz to yourself, do you get horny, Mike? No, but this is like magic throat jizz, so it's different. <laughs> this is completely different. Come on down and buy a... Um, this is a whole different ball game. Swanker's magic throat jizz. Yeah. It heals oh, all your ailments. Oh my god. We are, we are 12. We are 12. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on. Um, <laughs> bathers describe a gentle euphoric sensation when soaking in higher potency springs. With the effects of concentrated exposure being well-documented by several best-selling short films, many of which are available for purchase by request in the Upper Visitor Center gift shop, beyond the physical sensations, visitors often claim that they are developed deep emotional bonds with those that they interact with inside the thermal springs, a.k.a. their ecstasy springs. Hey, what was that last, uh, that last topic we did all about? Pleasure tank. What was it called? Fuck. I don't remember what it was called. Deptford County. No, no, no. The new, well, close ties. Um, no, what, mother it, horse eyes? The fucking, yeah. The, what were they called? Oh, the, the fucking tanks. Oh, God. The, like, VR things that you plug yeah. in? Yeah. You get into this the, bed and you shit yourself and you don't care. <laughs> because you're called, experiencing like, fucking shit guitar. yourself bed. i think they're called like pleasure beds or something like it, that probably yeah. but yeah th- th- this is that is what this reminds me of just a pool a pool of pleasure man yeah, when we like reference that. things that we've talked about in depth and then can't remember the things that we've talked about great yeah, it, it, we are like we are three etch-a-sketches which means <laughs> we draw a picture real quick about whatever we're talking about and then as soon as somebody shakes it we are like uh. new topic <laughs> nothing else matters all right anyways so amniotic spring fluid is safe to eat and drink and has enjoyed is it, is it? just just wait okay i'll let you talk. just wait uh, and has enjoyed limited exposure as an additive to a variety of popular consumer foodstuffs, such as the seasonally available Coca-Cola heartthrob and the feel-good McFlurry, <laughs> and even a ballast-based cordial liquor. What the fuck? So cool. basically, in a nutshell, they took this fucking fluid... They put it in Coke, they put it in a McFlurry, and they put it in liquor, and they were like, here's an aphrodisiac for you fucking horny fucking idiots. Go be horny Here you go. away from us. And they were fucking and killer. They were. they were killer. <laughs> they were fucking sensational. They did phenomenal in the market. It wouldn't be the first thing that they added parts of the flesh pit to. <laughs> <laughs> The bird scooters just get better and better. I have... They just keep coming and they don't stop coming. Yeah, I have my own little extra fun random bits from this story. I found what looks like an advertisement in like an 80s magazine. Okay. And it reads, You can't find a more powerful computer in this century. (laughs) It says the 8100 organic tissue interface technology. 
And then it goes into a really great description of what it is. <laughs> we don't have to go through the whole thing. Oh, well, no, it's pretty Are short. we going to? Yes, it's short. Short shit. Okay. Only a few years ago, large data processing tasks were the domain of bulky, powerful, and expensive mainframe systems. I'm not going to keep that voice up. <laughs> <laughs> now, in 1984, Anodyne has introduced the world's first desktop supercomputer, utilizing state-of-the-art neural interface technology derived from the nervous tissue of the Permane Basin superorganism. The AD-1 represents a new era in home and business computing. Damn. How powerful is the AD-1? Try 8 million floating point operations per second. Not impressed? Add 4 terabytes of organic <laughs> tissue memory, OTM storage, 12 gigabytes of RAM, and in inbuilt interfacing capability with every major software developer on the market. If these don't sell you on the AD-1, then the low price point and low maintenance costs will. Contact your local computer retailer schedule a demonstration of the AD-1. Brought to you by Anodyne. Damn. Yeah, so, did, did that say it incorporates central nervous tissue? They put the flesh from the flesh pit <laughs> like into the a computer. Bits of neurons into a computer. And let me tell Hell you right yeah. now, the bits that they use, they're not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, though, that Damn. The, the flesh has multiple purposes. Yeah. For horny and for... For, <laughs> for horny and thinky. <laughs> <laughs> Horny and thinky. Horny yeah. and thinky. Well, um, those are two characters. They also, <laughs> yeah. Should, uh... Horny and thinky. <laughs> there was also a leaked document I found online from the uh, United States Department of Energy. It's just the front picture of the file, but it is apparently a file on uh, basically using nukes on oh, the flesh yeah. pit, if yep. ever need be. Yeah. Um, it reads, and I state, Report on the ineffective potential of nuclear deterrence as a defense against the Permian Basin superorganism. Organism. Conclusions and recommendations against any future of fissile detonation systems, volume one. Mm. That's a big old book. Yeah, let's, let's start chapter one. Uh, chapter one. <laughs> being a good boss. Knowing um, big words. Knowing big words. Um, they also have a Twitter um at, at mystery pit oh which yeah goes over a couple fun things it goes over like they got a bunch of ads for like jobs in gumption texas like okay. relating to <laughs> like there's one um it kind of seems like i don't know if i'd call him a lawyer but it's like a door hanger <laughs> i don't know if i'd call him a lawyer and but it's, it's a door hanger a door hanger <laughs> it says have you or a loved one been injured after contact with the mystery flesh pit? Call the law office of Homer Lefeur, the butcher. Um, an experienced attorney who will fight for your piece of the meat. Call 1-800-MEAT-LAW. I recommend everyone call 1-800-MEAT-LAW. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, make sure you press 1. Yes, press 1. And then one. 6. And Don't then worry, one, whatever and happens is a joke, you're fine. Don't worry it, about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's not, it's not a real him. number. Yes, it's not a real number. So don't panic when you hear something on the other end. It's a prank. Or it is, me. and we just didn't get deep enough. Um, but the Twitter has a whole bunch of cool stuff on there. Like it has people that went to like as people that commented about their experience at the pit when they went on like vacation in the '90s or something. Oh, nice! Um, it's very fun. Uh, so I highly recommend. It. It's just at Mystery Pit. Um, it even in the bio shows the name of Trev Trevor Roberts. Mm -hmm. It shows his Twitter that you can go to. Uh, and the last thing I want to go over that I found kind of interesting, um, and is going to kind of tie into our end game here, okay. um, 
it goes over what the signage around the uh, mystery pit looks like nowadays from 2007 mm. to present. It's a bunch of caution signs, and they read, Attention, extreme danger. Uh, stop. This area has been uh, uh, dismantled <laughs> uh, for your safety. Sorry. It's all pixelated, so I can barely read it. That's fine. Um, it says, Fact. Over 8,582 people have died attempting to commune with a superorganism. Fact. The U.S. government is unable to rescue individuals trapped by the superorganism. Fact. You will not receive a gift from the superorganism. Fact. You will find no answers beyond this fence. There is nothing beyond this fence worth dying for. And that is a fact. Fact. So a lot of people have died. Yeah, a lot of people have died. Over 8,000 people have died, apparently trying to commune with the fucking thing. This would be a great segue, but Jason... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Um, No, so there's a lot of weird shit that goes on within this super organism underneath the Permian Basin of West Texas... Um, gumption and like honestly there's just there's too much for us to coherently cover like the basics here so we're we're trying to touch on some of the more the highlighted articles and like pamphlets and the like, fun stuff i don't you you guys just please just go check the shit out i spent a, a solid six hours just scrolling around and just tooling around with the like the random stories that that are incorporated here. But for my little bit of favorite information, um, there's a couple of Q and A's that are posted throughout the Tumblr, and they are like I I was going to do a couple of different things, and then I saw these, and they are fucking fantastic because the questions are ridiculous, the answers are garbage, and it's just <laughs> it's, it's it's a fun time all around. Um, but I am going to pick out one because we've mentioned a couple of times, and that is the gasp owl. I know you've heard Mike talk about it or mention it. Um, it, whew, it's on the big screen in our fucking studio right now, <laughs> and it's it's it is it troubling. Like, <laughs> it, it, it looks like a fetus. It does look like a fetus. Um, but I'm sure all of you are wondering what exactly is a gasp owl. Gas bowels, or suckling sprites, or my favorite name for this species of fucking creature, buggins. Buggins. (laughs) (laughs) They're all names given to the same peculiar type of animal found in deeper portions of the mystery flesh pit's anatomy. They are very elusive and are one of the least studied fauna within the park, with very few living examples surviving in captivity long enough to study. They are believed to be descended from an avian ancestor. Though this is speculation at best, the name Gaspowl is a reference to characteristic labored breathing, which plagues these small, curious creatures. Okay, so I, I want you to look at this picture right now. Do everybody. I not understand what fauna is? Because that's not fauna. No, fauna means l- l- wildlife. That was, I thought fauna were plant. Flora, flora, fauna, uh, okay. and flora. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but this thing looks like it is telling you it has to a, kill it. It has a dry anus for a mouth. Yeah, it okay. literally it, like a a very 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 crusty dry anus. And now picture this thing get like, 
like it's it's legit like the picture is like it's just looking at it makes me think it's asking me to kill it kind of looks like the top half is the cloverfield monster and the bottom (laughs) half is a baby or machop yeah (laughs) the pokemon it looks like a machop yeah wow its legs are so tiny it's like if somebody sewed somebody else's butthole onto a machop's (laughs) mouth it do with tiny 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 hoof legs let's move on do we have to we do (laughs) okay okay um there's a bunch of other questions you can find in these uh such as after the disaster where the emergency phone still working if so could they be called or called from still and a lot of these questions have to do with like safety procedures and things that might happen if you get trapped in one of these fleshy fleshy vessels and, and I, know, I, I know we keep re- like alluding to a 2007 catastrophe. I will be going over that after this. It very, yes, you guys are. So don't worry. Keep holding with bated breath because it, it, it's fucking worth it. It's so good. It is so fucking good. Um, but I don't know. I think most of my like miscellaneous information is going to be coming out a bit later in the bonus episode. But you guys, go find these Q&As. Go read through them because this is... Where I spent most of my research because of how fucking <laughs> hilarious these questions are and the answers. It's it's all amazing, amazing, amazing lore building. It's it's fucking fantastic. I'm just glad that the dude like did that for everyone. Yeah, I know. Not many of these like of these types of topics do shit like this. Yeah. They, yeah. they just don't. And this is it's fantastic. So look at the Q and A's. There's three separate ones. There's like 20 to 30 posts each. So, like, that's a bunch of content right there. Also, this story was told perfectly. Like, Tumblr was the best media for them to have done this on, I think. Oh, absolutely. Well, on that note, should we get into the. Should we get to what happened in 2007 besides the release of the movie Cloverfield? (laughs) Is that really when that came out? Yes. Oh, my God. Anyways. We we can't. Okay, just keep going. Nope. Keep going. Okay, so so Cloverfield is two thousand seven incident. Mike, shut shut your fucking mouth. In New York Bro, City. Stop. Please. <laughs> Thank you. So July fourth like to fifth, two thousand and seven. I will literally I I will slap the shit out of you. His mic's off, so Thank God. <laughs> Alright, cool. Okay, so <clears throat> liar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> July 4th through the 5th of 2007, at 9.41 p.m. CST on July 4th, 2007, the Permian Basin Superorganism Natural Preserve, known colloquially as the Mystery Flesh Pit National Park, experienced a catastrophic disaster, which resulted in over 750 fatalities and over 1,800 major injuries. In the weeks following the incident, approximately 18,000 individuals from the surrounding communities sought medical and psychological treatment for ailments including breathing problems, chest pains, shortness of breath, nausea, birth defects, hallucinations, depression, anxiety, internal bleeding, sore throat, and headaches as a direct result of contact with the gastric ejecta which had been introduced to the atmosphere. Investigators have concluded that this disaster was chiefly characterized by a premature 
geobiological consumption event caused by the catastrophic failure of critical park infrastructure that constrained and limited the gastric, motor, and neurological actions of the Permian Basin superorganism. So, if you were to put that right there into something we can all understand... Did it leak gas? Is that what I was understanding? Basically, what happened was the the stents that -hmm. were put into this organism failed and collapsed. Mm -hmm. And basically, everyone that was inside of the flesh pit at the time and above basically went through what I guess I would call, like cardiac arrest of this thing yeah and basically the whole Muscle organism just fucking like... sucked everything in extremely fast and extremely hard and anyone within the surrounding area basically was either pulled in or sucked in who was in the structure they were all sucked they they got sucked off really really sucked hard off to death <laughs> and um there are worse ways. Now, there is a huge document on this whole There's so situation, much. which I'm not going to go into. That would take a whole two hours to read every fucking post. Yeah, but um, you guys got the TLDR of what happened, pretty much. Yeah. And the conclusion to this is that basically everyone within, like, so basically what happened was the government decided that everyone within a three-kilometer area of the Permian Basin... Mm-hmm. Just now, is it's a restricted area. You you don't exist anymore. You just you can't go there. It's off limits. Don't fuck with it. Let it be. Hmm. Everything will just coexist peacefully if you just don't go there anymore. No longer a tourist attraction. You can't. You just nope. Leave it alone. So this is do what, not. This is what forced uh, Anandine to segue pretty much into being a like security detail. Versus a tourist attraction, right? Pretty much, yeah. Now now they're doing basically the containment aspect of everything instead of the tourist aspect of everything. So they're basically just keeping this thing on lock without any tourists, without any people. They're letting it flourish the way it needs to flourish, without any stents, without any structures. Well, they, they, they fucking understand at this point that, like, any minor biological change in this thing could cause mass death. And yep. that's exactly what fucking happened. Cause and for a long time they were like, oh yeah, we have you know fifty clowns here or there fucking <laughs> dying to the pit. No biggie. Eh. <laughs> but now we have seven hundred and fifty deaths in one day, and then eighteen thousand you know other people affected within you know a couple weeks of this accident happening. Right. So it's just they they're like at this point they're like we we can't like it's like Chernobyl. Oh, they were yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, everyone out. Let's keep everybody everyone away. out. Here's the here's the radiation zone. Don't go in here. Um, and it's actually really cool because they have like a an hour by hour update on yeah. what happens, uh, and if you can you, read that, and it's really <laughs> quite interesting. Like I said, if you guys have about two hours that you're like, I'm bored and I want to learn more about you know a possible piece of history from our great nation's uh, archives, um, check out this fucking archive of. The minute by minute, basically breakdown of the 2007 disaster that caused the end of the Mystery Flesh Pit National Park. Because holy shit, is it good? Yeah, and it's like he said, it's like literally minute by minute. Like there's yeah. like it's like every five minutes or more. But like literally, like just 
to give you guys a sense of like how interesting this is like one of it one, one of the entries is just three inner pit life forms are identified as having being ejected onto the surface <laughs> 15 visitors are injured and seven are hunted by inter pit life forms yep. during panicked evacuation of surface resort <laughs> so like if you it's can like just that am- scene from jurassic world when nope. uh, the dinos, b- dinosaurs break out and all the people are, like, running away and oh, fucking, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. what's his name, Margaritaville guy, Jimmy Buffett, yep. is just there running with <laughs> yes. margaritas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pretty so, much, this is that version of That's not what Carnage. came to mind to me, but that's totally <laughs> fine. Um, uh, yeah. That's, uh... That's the mystery that's, of the that is, National Park? That is, and that is, that is basically, front to back, Yay! that is... That is what we are dealing with here. And again, like we've said over and over again, we have not even scratched the fucking surface of all the details that come along with this incredible story. We've probably given you like 33% of like the, you know, the base knowledge of the whole story. Yeah. If you would like us to do more. Well, it's it's in that vein. This is like the back rooms. Oh, absolutely. So, like, you you could research this for weeks on end and still not know everything fucking about it. Yeah. If you want us to go over more, fucking let us know, my guys. We'll maybe do a second episode? I'd love to. It's entirely possible. No, yeah. If you guys want us to, we will absolutely cover more on this. Yeah. Um, We are going to be talking more about this in the bonus. Yes. Which leads me to... Shameless plugs. Yes. My least favorite part of the show. This is my favorite part of the show. I know Mike, take it away. All right, so like you all know, linktree.com slash diludipod is where you can find links to literally everything. Including Shifting Sands. Including Shifting listen. Sands. Shifting Sands, again, is our, like, uh, world-building... It's our uh, for-fun project right yeah, now. Yeah, our for-fun world-building board game If you guys uh, like fucking... Show. If you like tabletop RPGs... Go check that out. Yes, um, it is under its own channel on Spotify called Shifting Sands, but everywhere else from what I can gather, like YouTube, for example, you can find it under Don't Look Under the Internet. Yeah. Mostly if you just look up, like, Don't Look Under the Internet, Shifting Sands, you'll find it. Yeah. Um, but if you go to our link tree, that's where you can find Shifting Sands. You can find links to all of our socials. You can find links to our merch as well. Or if you can just Google Don't Look Under the Internet or Pod, you'll find us everywhere um uh, patreon.com slash diludipod buy me a coffee slash diludipod um our merch site again is linked in linktree because it doesn't really have a url it has one it's just long yeah it's stupid um leave us a voicemail on our google voice uh our our google phone number we will play it on the show remember people (laughs) listen to the end because we have a couple voicemails from Ripsaw that we're going to be playing You here. guys, this is... Uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be an ongoing... And I'm here for it. Or, I, ordeal? <laughs> I don't know here what to call it. it. <laughs> but go to our... Either text us or leave us a voicemail. We'll, we'll play the text... Or play the voicemail on the show. And we'll respond to your texts. The number is 630-909-9366. One more time, that is 630-909-9366. Rule of twos. Love it. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> God. Six three zero nine zero nine. No, 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 no. Damn it. No. <laughs> Check us out at OnlyFans, too, by the way. Yeah, we've got sponges galore. You keep galore. saying that. We, we have get... an OnlyFans and an OnlyBeans, so... <laughs> OnlyBeans. Yes. It's um, just you. beans. And then I want you to go into the mystery flesh pit, and I want you to pull out the 
biggest fucking bicuspid you could find down there. Oh, they've got to be. Big and I down want there. you to take it to one of the fucking uh, pleasure chambers, and I want you to just go to fucking town. Whatever that means to you. Go shove it up your butt. <laughs> shove you up its butt. Whatever you want to do, man. Reciprocate, you know. Yeah, but go, get down and dirty with that fucking tooth, my guy. Yeah, for Mike, because he's stuck here in Illinois mm-hmm. and not West Texas. Not gumption. Do boys have anything you want to say? Yeah, I would love to tell everyone. I mean, especially in light of what we just fucking talked about. Um... Always remain paranoid that under your feet might be a living, breathing, circulatory system of a creature that you can't possibly comprehend, but it is waiting there. It is waiting underneath your feet. For you. For you to go form a new tourist attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Capitalism! Hell yeah. Well, with that in mind, I guess, (laughs) if you do stumble upon... The largest living organism on Earth. Find its peen. And you just... it, Whatever it takes to slap that peen against something else, just do it. I, I don't care what it is, Preferably to be honest with you. Or bean sack. Prefer, yeah. If you can find its peen sack and its bean sack and somehow conjoin them into the, the peen amalgamation. bean... Y- yes. Fuse yourself to the peens and beans, folks, <laughs> out there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, we'll know when you send us pictures. Yes. Yes. Yes, we will. Other than that, uh, just, I guess, fuck off. <laughs> For the it, most part. Enjoy the voicemails from Rip Sewell. Yeah, enjoy them. Uh, we have actually, we might turn this into some kind of legacy, like, because there's enough should, so should far. We, should we reveal all our cards at once yes. with this story? Yes. No. Yes. Fuck no. Yes, Mike. Blast, blast our cummies all over everyone. Hey, no, we're not allowed to say that. Remember, Sky Daddy's cummies. <gasps> Goodbye. I'm gonna get like five more fucking voicemails in the next Good. day and a half. That's fine. Uh, everybody enjoy. This is the second iteration of voicemails from Ripsaw the Tormentor. Hi, it's your buddy Ripsaw again. Listen, the reason I'm falling this time is I noticed that Matt gave you a ring a few minutes ago. I just wanted to make sure that you remember what we talked about, alright? You best to just leave that one alone. Don't tell him anything. I'm using his cell phone, too. Oh, and by the way, I went back and tried to find the episode where you said the thing about the Sky Daddy coming, and I couldn't find it. So, maybe I was just making that up. That's probably my bad. Listen... I, I don't want you guys to worry about that, alright? I'll leave you alone about that. I know you guys are busy. Anyway, um, I... Yeah, I got... I got some torment and I gotta get back to. So I'll let you guys go. And I'll leave you alone. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the Sky Daddy coming. Alright, I hope you guys have a good day. <laughs>